Hello, med students. My name is Zach Olson, and thank you for downloading this week's episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. We are still on our trauma series. I know you're probably getting pretty burned out on all this trauma right now, but we're almost done. If you stick with me, you're going to be all over these cases, not just as a student, but as a resident too. So just hang with me. Here's this week's case. University Hospital's Ambulance 48 en route to you with a trauma alert. Got an 18-year-old male, was a competitor at a bull riding competition, was thrown off, landed on the top railing of the fence on his abdomen. Is complaining of 9 out of 10 pain and positive for rebound tenderness. We are going to uh, do an ultrasound in a minute here. Just wanted to give you a quick call. We're still about 20 minutes out. Currently BP is 100 over 60. Pulse of 140. Respirations are at 28 right, right now. We do have them on 15 liters O2 via non-rebreather. We have two large bore IVs started. Uh, parents are also uh, with us. Um, we're going to do an ultrasound. We'll give you a call back and update you. Now think closely about this EMS call. This is clear, obvious abdominal trauma. Easy. This patient's probably going to need surgery. That's not the point of today's episode. What I want you to remember today is mechanism, exam, imaging. Mechanism, exam, imaging. Because here's the deal. Unlike all of these other injuries we've talked about, abdominal injuries, specifically blunt abdominal injuries, are never straightforward. We don't have fancy decision rules that we can use to determine what to do. Even the CT scan, the gold standard imaging study for abdominal pain, is nowhere close to 100%, and everybody knows it. These abdominal injuries are hard patients. You need to remember mechanism, exam, imaging. But before we even get into that, what's the first step for everybody with abdominal injury? you determine if the patient needs to go straight to surgery. Any patient who's hypotensive has an obvious penetration through the abdominal wall or has an exam with clear peritoneal signs should go straight to surgery. Hypotension, abdominal wall disruption, and peritonitis go to the OR. That's your first step. In our case, our patient gets handed to a surgeon because of their peritonitis. Done. Step two, fast scan. I've talked about this before. As a PGY2, I'm working with med students on almost every shift now. I would say that at least half of med students are currently able to perform a fast scan, at least semi-independently. We're at the point where you're not in the top one-third of your slow if you have no clue how to do a fast scan. You should at least be able to articulate it even if you haven't really done it too many times. So let's talk through this real quick. Four primary views. The most sensitive view is the right upper quadrant. Put the probe marker up towards the patient's head and look between the kidney and the liver. This spot is called Morrison's pouch. Morrison's pouch. Look for a strip of black fluid in a patient with a bunch of blood in their belly. This single view identifies about 90% of those. The next view is the left upper quadrant. 
Again, point the probe marker to the patient's head again. Drop your hand to the bed and look all around the spleen for a strip of black fluid. This is probably the hardest view. The third view is suprapubic. You can go long, you can look transverse, it doesn't matter. This one can be pretty hard too, though, if the patient has an empty bladder. You're looking for a strip of black fluid. And then last is the subxiphoid view. This is not actually looking in the belly. You're looking inside the pericardium for cardiac tamponade. The key with this view is to keep the probe as flat as possible because you don't want the ultrasound beam shooting down and aiming down behind the heart. You have to basically hold it flat and push it into the stomach hard so it aims anterior where the heart sits. That's where I see most med students kind of go wrong with the subxiphoid view. So that's fast scanning, and those are your first two big steps. Hypotension, penetration, peritonitis, to the OR, and then the fast scan with those four views. Which brings us back to our main learning point. Mechanism, exam, imaging. Assuming your patient is not meeting any of the above criteria and you are unsure if they have an abdominal injury or not, it gets really, really hard to figure out what to do because, like I said, there's no decision rule, there's no test that's 100% sensitive, and every attending seems to do something a little bit differently. Some attendings scan everybody. Some attendings do serial abdominal exams. But if you kind of pay attention, it's always some combination of mechanism exam, imaging. So what do I mean by this? Step three is you consider mechanism. Was it low risk or high risk? A low speed car accident, maybe the patient drove into the ditch and had some neck pain, low risk. Flipping over a four-wheeler, high risk mechanism. Falling down a few steps, probably a low risk mechanism. But falling off the roof, high risk mechanism. I think you kind of get this, but determine if the mechanism is low risk or high risk. And then step four, now you're going to do an abdominal exam. And your question, is the abdominal exam completely normal or is it not completely normal? There's only two options here. Abdominal pain, guarding, bruising, distension, seatbelt sign. That's not normal. So hold that in the back of your head. And then step five is imaging. For me, if they have either a high-risk mechanism or an abnormal exam, I get a CT scan with IV contrast. And I know what you're thinking, Zach, you would scan somebody with a completely normal exam? Yes. Or maybe, Zach, you would scan somebody who fell on their butt and they're just kind of complaining of some abdominal pain? Definitely. According to Tintinalis, almost half, half of patients with blunt belly trauma thought to have a completely normal exam by attendings had a big abdominal injury. So yeah, if the mechanism is high risk or if I think the exam is somehow abnormal, I get a CT scan with contrast. Which raises one last important question. What if it's a concerning mechanism and a concerning exam, and the image comes back normal. Then what? In most places, this patient still definitely needs to be admitted because there's lots of intra-abdominal injuries, especially injuries of the diaphragm, 
injuries that we call hollow viscous injuries, like injuries of the intestines, they are notoriously difficult to see on a CT scan. So these patients that have a bad mechanism and a bad exam definitely need to be admitted for what we call serial abdominal exams. Always pay close attention to mechanism, exam, and imaging because there's no other decision criteria that you can use. Mechanism, exam, imaging. That is your foundation. Put that in your presentations. Articulate these three things to your attendings during a trauma. They're going to be impressed. That's all I got for this week. Shoot me an email at any time with any questions or feedback, and I would love to get back to you. Please tell your friends about the podcast. And until next time, keep working hard. Keep studying. And be sure to enjoy your shift.